Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. Hello, Ivy Church. Hello, Ivy Church. Welcome to Ivy Church. I'm a jumper. Carry on, Italy, Ivy Church. Good to see you. Welcome to Ivy Church. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. Hi, I'm continuing our journey with our wonderful series on the hashtag Beatitudes. I'm going to be looking at Matthew chapter 5 verse 7 where it says, Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Before I do, I want to set the scene of my talk today by sharing an experience from my childhood. At the early age of five years, living in a mining village on the outskirts of Durham City, Uh, My three-year-old brother Rob and I decided to go on an adventure. Well, it was my idea and we crossed a busy train line next to where we lived and we knew it was wrong but we saw temptation at the other side in the shape of a field that was filled with what looked like fun. Yes, there were small haystacks dotted all over the field. And so we embarked on the climbing on the delightful stacks sliding down there with great fun. A short while later, whilst engrossed in our play, we didn't notice the tractor that was sneaking up behind us until we heard the voice shouting, get off there, accompanied with a few more expletives. We were frightened rabbits in the headlight moment. We began to cry and before we knew it, we were whisked off onto the trailer. They placed and trapped us behind a makeshift barrier on the trailer, still crying and worrying what they were going to do with us. And after a few minutes, we arrived at a big building where we were locked in, still crying and screaming. And after what seemed an age, the door opened and in walked our dad with the farmer, who by now was smiling. Our dad said thank you to the farmer and took us home. We were expecting a serious telling off, but Dad just explained that we were lucky to be injured, not to be injured, and that the farmer wasn't too angry. We were happy to be free from the experience that we had. But looking back on this event, I see a picture of Jesus teaching on Matthew chapter 5, verse 7. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. The phrase blessed are implies a current state of happiness or well-being. It holds a powerful meaning of divine joy and perfect happiness to the people of Christ. Let me explain about God's mercy. Through my childhood experience, I see a picture of God, our Father, coming to my rescue through his son Jesus, showing his mercy. It shows me an image of myself before becoming a Christian, following our own desires and sinful nature. Then through God's mercy, sending his son Jesus to my rescue and setting me free from my captivity to the past mistakes, resulting in my happiness to be free from what I was to being a new person filled with joy. It says in Ephesians chapter 2 verses 4 to 8, But because of his great love for us, God, who was rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. 
Even when we were dead in transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace, expressed in the kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from ourselves, it is the gift of God. It is a picture of recognition where being the recipient of God's wonderful mercy, I cannot help myself but react by being merciful to others. It's like having a good conscience before God. It instills an attitude in our Christian character of being instinctually merciful toward others. I thank the Lord today for this opportunity to, to revisit this scripture because I've been made conscious and reminded and had my spiritual senses heightened with myself by doing and preparing this talk. That being merciful should be a part of my Christian DNA. It should be a reflection of Christ in me. Very often I have to resist the temptation of embracing the spirit of Victor Meldrew from the, the TV sitcom series, One Foot in the Grave. Sorry, I'm showing my age now. Does anyone remember it? Where Victor, although a nice man, is not afraid to let his frustrations get the better of him whenever something goes wrong or if someone annoys him, he doesn't show a great deal of mercy. So what is mercifulness? The word mercy is used in Matthew's Gospel to refer to showing compassion, pity and favour toward the suffering and the needy. It is a, gr a gracious attitude towards all people and fellow Christians. That through the power of the Holy Spirit we can have compassion on the afflicted. It is the kindness that feels the miseries of others. We get a good feel for this when we read the, the parable of the Good Samaritan in Luke chapter 10. Remember that there was a man who fell among uh, robbers and, and was beaten, and, and severe, beaten severely. And a priest and a Levite passed by and did not do, didn't offer any assistance. But as a Samaritan comes to his aid, he takes him to an inn and pays for, the, for his care. Jesus then asks, which of these do you think proved to be a neighbour to the man who fell among the robbers? And in Luke chapter 10 verse 36, the expert in the law responded, the one who should show him mercy. Here we see that mercy is showing compassion and pity. Another well-known incident in the Bible or the illustra that illustrates this is the woman who caught in adultery in John chapter 8 verses 2 to 11, where according to the scribes and the Pharisees, she was guilty of wrong and must receive the just punishment for her wrong. But Jesus, after some thought, turned, to the, turned the tables on them by saying, he is without sin, cast the first stone. He challenged them at the point of their need of mercy. Jesus showed his mercy and compassion to the woman by saying, neither do I condemn you, go and sin no more. We are bombarded in our present day world and culture 
with the opposite, where it is every person for him or herself, where we have a merciless culture that doesn't find it easy to forgive those that make genuine mistakes. I think Joyce Mayer, uh, the, the preachers in, in the United States, summed it up in one of his sermons, it's all about me, me, me. Yes, in our culture there is a slogan, if we don't look after ourselves, no one else will. I love the way that Dr. A.T. Pearson, an American Presbyterian pastor, missionary and writer, expresses mercifulness. When he says it is the forgiving spirit, it is the non-retaliating spirit, it is the spirit that gives up all attempt at self-vindication and would not return any injury for injury but rather good in the place of evil and love in the place of hatred. That is mercifulness. Mercy being received by a forgiven soul, that the soul com comes to appreciate the beauty of mercy and yearns to exercise toward other offenders similar grace, that which is an exercise towards oneself. Arthur Pink, the author, Christian author says, mercifulness is the product of the new nature implanted by the Holy Spirit within every child of God. It is but a reflection of the abundant mercy of God. Being merciful is a challenge. I realized from life experience that many times showing mercy meant making myself vulnerable. We're all in the danger of being heard by what other people do to us. It is a challenge to respond to mercy to those who spitefully use you. Compassion and pity are not often uh, praised in our world. In our modern times, mercy is seen as a weakness. But as Christians, it is the very heart of God that we are showing to the world. Mercy is not earned, just like grace is no longer grace if it is earned. Mercy is no longer mercy if it is deserved. Mercy is compassion and that is undeserved. We are not to show mercy to whom we think deserve our mercy. We are to be like the character of God, extending mercy to all. Show mercy when people sin against us. But don't get, don't get me wrong, I think we need to recognize that sin in others, just like Jesus said to the woman on the, in adultery, go and sin no more. Every time we have communion together, the mercy of God should be received in our minds and hearts to remember the mercy of God in our lives. We must all, uh, mustn't forget the agony of Christ in the garden of Gethsemane and then on the cross. Yet in the midst of his pain, he cries out, forgive them, for they know not what they do. In Luke chapter 23, verse 24. It is hard for us in the midst of our disappointment and pain from others to be merciful. Yet later in Matthew's gospel, Jesus taught, but go and learn what this means. Desire, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. God wants people who have a heart for him and for others. God does not want heartless pew-sitters. 
As followers of Christ, we are meant to be people who help and heal. In my past ministry, I have been so troubled to hear how often Christians have an argument or a moment of unkind word, and rather than showing mercy, there is division. People leave the congregation and go to another. People get their feelings hurt and dwell in bitterness and leave. In an article I heard some time ago on being, a merciful, being merciful, it states, going to church is not the test to know if you have received God's mercy. Being merciful to others is the test to know if you have received God's mercy. Mercy is not desiring for other people to do good for others. Mercy when we seek and act upon opportunities to to be, mercy, to be mercy givers is like the Good Samaritan in Luke chapter 10, verse 1, mentioned, I mentioned earlier. Again, it, is, it was mercy on the part of Joseph after his brothers had grievously mistreated him, but caused him to forgive them in Genesis chapter 50, verses 15 to 20. It was mercy that caused David to spare the life of his enemy Saul when he had him in his hands. And this is in 1 Samuel 24. In Micah 6.8 it says, And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. As I reflect on my childhood story earlier and my coming to Christ as my Saviour, I realise my sinner's plea in the words of Jesus in Luke chapter 18, verse 13. God be merciful to me, a sinner. The challenging words ring out to all of us. God only shows mercy to the merciful. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Mercy toward others begins in our lives by having a penetrating awareness of our own desperate need of mercy to others, and especially from God. I love the way that Archbishop Richard Trench puts it from the scripture. The Christian stands in a middle point between mercy received and mercy yet to need it. It is this naturally supernatural balance of mercy starting firstly with the realization of receiving God's mercy. Secondly, responding with the instinctive desire to be merciful to others. And thirdly, completing the flow, receiving mercy once again. It's like the, the rain cycle um, that we see, uh, what we, we had in our um, uh, childhood, where we have, it starts with the, the, the water being picked up by the clouds and then it comes to the land and it's dropped onto the land and it flows out again. And there's this movement. And so uh, in terms of being in the middle uh, where we have mercy from God and the need of mercy in the being is that natural, supernatural flow of knowing that God has given us mercy, that we give out mercy to others. And so therefore, as the cycle returns, we receive mercy once more. And so there is this flow of continuous blessing of God's mercy in our lives. This is where we experience the happy position of freedom 
to show compassion to the helpless and hopeless and extend forgiveness even to the one who repeatedly offends and hurts us. So I want to close now with just that thought in our mind as we see that naturally supernatural flow in our lives, receiving God's mercy and giving out mercy to others, therefore receiving it all over again. So there's that life circle and uh, I want us to, to reflect on that now as I end uh, our time together in prayer. Father, we thank you that your word tells us that blessed, happy are those who are merciful. We thank you, Lord, that you can impart all these things into our lives in a natural, supernatural way, that we can flow out from ourselves your mercy as a reflection of Christ's love for the world and for each other. And so, Lord, I ask you to come upon us all today that we can receive that mercy, recognition of that mercy and giving out that mercy to others who are in need. And so, Lord, we commend all of us into your hands, knowing that you're the one that is the source of mercy. And we thank you, Lord, for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Delaney, I'd love to welcome you to Ivy Church. Do check out the website, click on a few buttons, look at some previous teaching and some of the other things that we've been involved with. And why not plan to join us soon at one of our locations? Join a grow group, do the alpha course and figure out for yourself what it is that Christians believe. Or if you've got anything we can pray about, be in touch, press the contact button so that you can email us, let us know about you and how we hope you can be part of us. Come and join us at Ivy Church.